This is Village Vice. We're on different sides, but that's okay. Brad Law, I'm Zach Blackerby. And look, Hugh Freeze on Monday at his weekly presser. It's the most ticked and embarrassed he's been uh, by our performance. I'm paraphrasing, but he's clearly still not happy with how things went on Saturday. And Brad, that is the right way to feel about it. It is until practice today. Um, and so by the time that uh, you're watching this, I think practice may be over, uh, or at least is going on. So, um, and until practice starts, yes, you need to take that into motivation. Now where teams beat you twice is if you're still ticked off in a way that's not enabling you to get better. Um, if you're still stuck on Saturday, by the time you hit the practice field today, then New Mexico state can beat you twice. And you can't can't allow that. But I agree. In the pre, we're talking about the press conference. Um, I like us being on different sides. By the way, switch. We try to switch it up. You got to do something different. Sure. Um, I, yep. I hate it. I'm I, gonna switch it. I'm gonna okay. switch it. Okay. <laughs> there we go. You know what? There's a segment of the audience who was having major anxiety until you did that. And Me. Now they're okay. I'm part of that audience. Yeah. Things need to be the same every time. <laughs> And we're and we're never throwing at the tight end. Anyway, um, yeah, totally the right because again, like we talked about Sunday, it's not defensible. The loss to New Mexico State's not defensible. And when you do, man, the more you watch it, the more ticked off and frustrated you get. So, um, you, but but the, another point that he made in the presser was that there's still sort of a fog affecting everybody from that game. You have to move past that. And people are debating, should he have said that in the press or should he have said it? Well, it's what he thought, and he doesn't code things or, or yeah. talk in coach speak. So he's telling you the way it is. Do you want to know the way it is or do you not? Um, I don't think this team's over it, Brad. I'm just going to be honest. I've talked to a handful of players. Yeah. They're not over it. They're not, not over yet. it. And, and if they're still not over it by the time practice ends today, you've lost today to, by the way, a really good team. So you you cannot, and I know it's easy to say and it's hard to do. If it was easy to do, then you know press a button and and it's fine. But and you just as as bad as it was, you cannot let it negatively affect the work you do today. Today's work is a percentage of what will win or lose the game Saturday. Period. Yeah, yeah. Hugh Freeze mentioned his. I always want to call it the leadership council, but he calls it the cultural culture council, I believe. And he, Not to he be confused with culture club. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Is that a reference to something? It's a it's a band. Okay. It's a music group from the eighties. All right. If you've heard of culture club, let us know. I'm skeptical. It was a fairly pop. Well, I, sure. I we'll say see. Popular. We'll I see. How That's fine. That's fine. That's great. <laughs> um, but I, I think. Uh, it sounds like the leaders of this team push back against Freeze. And he kind of hinted at it at his presser. He's like, he liked what I had to say. Um, but yeah, there was uh there was a group of players, it sounds like there's like, no, we we need to get like reamed for this. Like this isn't quite done yet. And so it sounds like a lot of leaders of this team went to their respective position groups and they had some really deep conversations before practice, or at least that's what the intention was so we'll see if that happened hopefully it happened brad i just have a hard time seeing you know i mean some of the guys i talked to monday morning like you could tell they just weren't over it so yeah. can you can you change that that quickly 
I don't know, but I do think you can still be focused on Alabama. I think you can still be hurt and embarrassed and your pride be beat up a little bit from what happened on Saturday and still focus on beating your arch rival because you know what's at stake here. I, I think both of these things can happen and overlap a little bit more yeah. than some of these people are, are, are talking about. Um, but I mean, we'll, we'll see. I mean, Auburn's got to be perfect to win on Saturday. They've got to be pretty dang close to perfect or just create a tremendous amount of havoc and pandemonium and opportunities where luck could possibly help you. And I mean, I don't know. Like uh, this is a big week of prep. This is a big yeah. week of prep for both sides of the football. Um, and you need every second. You don't want to waste any of the, those practices. There's no question about it. Yeah, no, you, you got to have it. And, and, um, if you want to make the argument that the team was looking ahead to Alabama, then that should show in your preparation today. Again, I cannot overemphasize the importance of today. And even if you watch this on Wednesday, I'm st today still matters. Like the importance of today in winning a game on Saturday, if you were looking ahead last week, well, then let that show up. Let, let the amount of focus that you put on Alabama show up in, in your prep on this day to lead to Saturday. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I would almost say that, you know, you, you should be even more focused on Alabama because look, it's, it's already, again, if you're making the argument that they looked ahead and they were too focused on Alabama, then fine. That costs you a game. You better go make it pay off when you're actually playing Alabama. I don't think they were focused on Alabama though. I mean, I really do think they just, we're caught sleeping. I, yeah. I mean, Maybe. it may be. I'm just saying if you're making that argument. I get it. Yeah, I get it. No, I think it was just flat. I think that there were a, a group of players that thought New Mexico State was the real deal. And I think a group of folks that did not. And there was just no energy. There was yeah. no energy. So it stinks. But we'll see if they can move on from it. Rivaldo, yes. Yeah, I'm a part of that group, by the way. I, I thought wouldn't be close. I thought, not that you could just go roll the ball out and, and win, but I, I thought you could overcome like Ole Miss. Like Ole Miss was only up three at the half of their game. And then they came out in the second half, scored three touchdowns on three possessions, and, you know, it, it was over. You can sleepwalk through a half. Mm -hmm. I, I thought Auburn could get away with that. And I, like, like we discussed on Sunday, I thought till about the midpoint of the third quarter, ah, they're fine. Yeah, they're fine. I was until in the fake group. punt. Until the fake punt, I thought yeah. it was okay. I, I was in that group, though, that thought, mm -hmm. I'd, yeah, it's fine. So yeah. I was wrong. Yep, 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 yep. Rivaldo Fairweather was seen in a sling after the game, and um, he's okay. He's okay. Just banged yeah. up, but that's, boy, that was that was concerning. Yeah. But thankfully, he's okay. Yeah, saw him today at the uh, at, at media opportunities, and there was no sling. So um, that's, yeah, you got to have Rivaldo Fairweather. Like, Auburn went to Tuscaloosa and beat a top 10 Alabama team without Carnell Williams and without Ronnie Brown in 2002. But their defense was outstanding. Their defense was loaded with NFL guys, and it was a mm -hmm. very different type of scenario. You need Rivaldo on the field Saturday. Yeah, you need yeah. Rivaldo. You need the best version of Jay Fair. You need the best version of Javaris Johnson. Yeah. You need a bunch of Jarquez Hunter. Yeah. All right. So I want to spend a second just 
what do you think they're focused on in practice this week? And then I want to pick your brain about basketball, if you okay. don't mind. But mybookie.ag is how you can get involved in all the action, well, all of your sports betting. They've also got casinos and other things as well. Mybookie.ag, they've got everything that you could possibly want, and you can get some free money to play with right now. All you have to do is use promo code next round when you make that first deposit at mybookie.ag, and they will match your first deposit up to 50%, uh, up to $1,000. So, I mean, you can get a bunch of extra money to bet with, and uh, hopefully you didn't listen to us and uh, say Auburn was going to cover because that obviously did not happen. But, man, if you took that money line, if you took that New Mexico State money line, you are, uh, you're in a good spot right now. And also, I'd love to have you on the show. Like, What did you see? What did you see? So, mybookie.ag, use promo code next round. Uh, you will not regret it. What aspects of Auburn, as far as preparing for Alabama on Saturday, do you think is the very key part of what Auburn needs to do to beat them? Do you think it's trenches? Do you think it's, you know, the DBs need to shut down these wide receivers? I mean, what's one thing, Brad, as we yeah. look ahead to Saturday that you think they need to focus on? I, I think it's containing Jalen Milrow because he scored 13 touchdowns in the last, what, three games? Um, and their offense, they have, they've tailored their offense now to what he can do. The, the receivers aren't getting the, the type of separation when they had the all-NFL receiving core a couple of years ago. Um, they have talented guys, certainly, but it, it's Milrow and his playmaking ability with his legs. So you need to see a similar type of defense that you saw against Mississippi State and Vanderbilt and Arkansas, and Milrow's probably better than, right? He's better than those three quarterbacks. But I, uh, uh, I, I like Keldrick Falk. I like Eugene Asante. Mm -hmm. um, I like Jalen McLeod. I like those guys' ability to both be explosive and create leverage at their position to close and make tackles. Yeah. Um, Milrow beats you by making you miss in open space, and then he's got green grass ahead of him for 25 yards. Or he makes you miss, and he's, a he's able to dance around, and somebody finally breaks open. I love the Auburn secondary against the Alabama receivers. Mm -hmm. I, I think containing, pressure to contain Jalen Milrow. Make him stand back there and throw 35 passes. That's great. I'll take that game plan. Um, so pressure to contain from those three guys in particular, uh, Falk, McLeod, and Asante. Yeah, it seems like Auburn's been hit or miss when it comes to dealing with mobile quarterbacks. Jaden Daniels at LSU, obviously that didn't go well. Um, and then this past weekend didn't go well, but you know, the stretch of, you know, KJ Jefferson and then against Vandy and Mississippi state where they played some mobile quarterbacks. I think they did great during that stretch. So they've got the ability to do it. It's just, will they be disciplined enough? Uh, when you're excited in a big game like this, you just want to make a play. And when you're keeping containment, that's not always the most sexy thing, right? Because it's the other people that make the play because you had to keep them inside. You got to you got to be disciplined. You got to be disciplined on Saturday, and that's something I'm concerned about because you know you, you look at it like okay, Elijah McAllister, Keldrick Falk, Jalen McLeod. I mean, all of these guys are going to want to make plays, but you got to make the smart play so other guys can make plays sometimes. So that's that's personally something I'm looking at. Yeah, no, totally agree. Um, Jalen Milrose, number six in the SEC in total offense a game. He has almost 2,600 uh, passing yards and. Uh, or I'm sorry, almost 2,300 uh, passing yards, only 332 on the ground. 
isn't it interesting? Like at, at this point in the season that it's 332. Now he's played one fewer game. Um, but still, because of the flourish the last three games, I, I think it inflates what, what he's different than what his numbers would indicate. In other words, he's played better the last month than what his his overall season numbers are. Yeah, it took Alabama a long time to form an identity yeah. on offense. It took them Took them a hot minute. Now they've not only did it take them a second to figure out who their quarterback was, they've now built this offense around his ability to move, not yeah. just him operating within the pocket, which, you know, I think if they play Texas now, they beat Texas by multiple scores, right? And that's kind of a big debate when you look at the CFP rankings is like, well, can they put Alabama ahead of Texas, even though they lost the head to head? You know, what does that yeah. matter? So um, I'm really intrigued because, I mean, this game means a ton. For Alabama, this is a playoff game for Alabama. Every game that Alabama plays moving forward is a playoff game. So yeah. they're going to be fired up. They're, uh, I don't know, this is going to be a tough one, Brad. I have a, I have a hard time seeing how this goes our way. I'm the just, the I, other, I'm just being real with you. No, I understand. The other issue is stopping the run, and Jace McClellan uh, has. He's number five in the SEC in total. What is it? Yards, uh, rush attempts. Right. So only four players in the league have rushed more times than McClellan, and one of them is K.J. Jefferson. So only three other running backs have more rushing attempts than Jace McClellan, but he's averaging less than five yards a carry. So 151 carries, 737 yards, under 4.9 a carry. Jarquez's yards per carry or more. The way you force any team into being one-dimensional, most even, even in modern college football, is to stop their ability to run. Mm -hmm. Again, I think if you're Auburn, the, the way to – try to scheme this game is to say, look, if Jalen Milrow throws it 35 times and they have success in the passing game consistently, okay, like that's fine. If they win that game, then they win that game. Mm -hmm. um, I just think, I, I don't think that's their plan. They, they want to try to establish the running game with McClellan, throw to the tight end, move the pocket with Milrow, and let him take advantage of over-pursuit, which most teams have done against him this year. That's on the defensive end. Now, the offensive end, like you said earlier, you have to have Jarquez. Man, Jarquez has got to play the game of his life. That offensive line has to play the game of their life. They have to come back and go, we're not going to get penalized seven, eight times in this game. You have to play clean. Um, mm -hmm. Let your adrenaline work for you as opposed to against you. Right, right. All right, Brad Law, you were up there with the team this past weekend as they uh they're champions of the Legends Classic, which is yes. huge. You saw them firsthand, got to spend a lot of time with them. Um, so let's preview Auburn as they take on Alabama AM tomorrow in just a moment. I will, but first it is a Manscaped Monday. So I have to tell you about our friends at Manscaped and the new Lawnmower 5.0. All mm. right. It's not a bird, it's not a plane. It's a ball trimmer sent from space, if you really want to know the truth about it. Um, AI is cool and all, but uh, th this may be the biggest technological advancement that the world has ever seen, Zach. Uh, every man knows how scary it can be if you're going for a close shave below the belt. And that's why I, I trust Manscaped for all of my sensitive areas. And inside this package, you'll get the star of the show. That's the Lawnmower 5.0. Ultra. They have dual LED spotlights providing contrast on multiple skin tones, three length setting combs. And uh, did I mention that this trimmer is waterproof too? Wow. So no more wet shaving in certain areas. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, it's, it, it's the cutting edge 
in more ways than one. Upgrade your ball trimmer and your life will follow. Go to manscaped.com. Uh, use promo code VICE, V-I-C-E. You'll get 20% off and free shipping. Just make sure you use the promo code VICE at manscaped.com. All right, Brad. If you had to use one word to describe what we've seen from this Auburn basketball team so far, what would it be? Explosiveness. Um, or just explosive, probably? Sure, I, I could go with explosive. I mean, I like okay. ultra syllables, so okay. that's fine. I'll I'll trim. You know what? I'll go to Manscaped, and I'll trim the nest right off of it and just stick with explosive. Um, wow, this is right there for you. Yeah, it sure was. Thank you for that. You did yeah. that well. It was an assist. You're like Aiden Holloway and Trey Donaldson with the assists. That's right. Um, the little run they went on in the last 80 to 90 seconds of the first half um, mm -hmm. against St. Bonaventure reminded me of BP's championship teams, the teams that won SEC regular season or tournament titles. And those teams could take a 10-point game and turn it into a 20-point game in no time. Like sure. you just look up and it's bam, bam, bam. And that's what they did in the closing minute or so of that game. They got a three, a steal, a jam, a defensive stop, and a three. And it went from 12 to 20 just like that. This team is that this team has the ability to do that. They move the ball very well. Um, their assists per game and assist to turnover ratio is very high. It's elite nationally. If they get the defensive part of it figured out, they are an extremely dangerous top three of the SEC, top 15 in the country caliber team because of their ability to score a lot of points in quick bursts. Which the defensive side of it is not the part I'm worried about, right? To, to me, the part was, okay, can Auburn score from deep because it's been a minute since we've seen that. Yeah. I think this team could do that. Bruce Pearl, from a coaching standpoint, will have these guys playing defense by the time the thick of conference play gets here. So the fact that you say all that makes me feel even better about this team. Yeah, they have further to come. They have a, lo they have a longer way to go defensively than some other teams because, frankly, I think they tailored this um, portal class to improving the shooting. They, they had to get the three-point numbers up. They wanted a little yeah. more size and a little more shooting out of the guard position. I actually went into the season much more confident in the three-point shooting and, and shooting you know, in general. Um, defense has a longer way to go, but yeah. I'm kind of like you. It's such a focal point. You can't not improve just because of how much time they spend on it. You spend a certain amount of time on something, no matter what it is, you're going to get better at it. So mm -hmm. I, I do think that's coming. You'll still have nights, just like any team will, where shots don't fall and you have a frustrating night. Um, that That's just part of it. That'll happen. Right. Um, but, yeah, I, I like the long-term, like the February-March potential of this team. I'd buy stock now. I'll say that. They're, they're receiving yeah. votes right now in top 25 polls. By the time we get to February and March, you won't find 25 teams that are better. No, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, so obviously we have a show up today, Monday. We'll have a show go up Wednesday. Then we will have a show go up Friday, all Iron Bowl related. But for now, Brad, that just about does it for today's show. It does. Thank everybody for watching. Remember, until next time, everyone has vices. Don't let them tell you they don't. Everyone has vices. Make sure Village Vice is one of yours. Yeah.